Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, with my certifiable co-host, oh, Donna Lee. Certifiable? I'm certifiable. I am an honorary uh, board-certified co-host. Thank you. And apparently someone who likes to give awards for podcasts and radio shows. We have an award-winning podcast. That is Given correct. by you, I think. It, it, it is legit. I have the award. It's from sixth grade band camp. <laughs> you know, those band camp awards you got to watch out for. <laughs> It was very innocent back then in the in the 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s. You know what's interesting? I'm incredibly good looking. You are. Like really good Your radio like, voice like is super hot. My, my wife tells me sometimes that I'm good looking. Sometimes. And my mother maybe, right? <laughs> I tell you all the time when I want something. So what's interesting is I've never really had to consider any kind of cosmetic procedure to look better. No. There's nothing we can improve. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe I would Perfection. Really, maybe a blemish somewhere just so that you could see the rest of the perfection. Not even that. And this town is very interesting, too, because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of good-looking guys in this town. Yeah, it's Austin. It's the best city in the world to be single, apparently. And, and when you're wearing those hipster shorts that were made for girls, you have to have really nice, tight hips, too. And a, and a great beard. And a great beard transplant. Oh, hey, we have a special guest that can We do have talk a special guest today. We have a special <laughs> guest today. Really, one of my very best friends in this town uh, is a plastic surgeon. I'd like to welcome Aisha White to the show. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Dr. White is a plastic surgeon here in the Austin area. Uh, what is the name of your practice and how do people get a hold of you just so for later? Sure. So my practice is Quintessence Plastic Surgery. Um, and you can reach us either by calling uh, 512-777-2969 or at um, the web address, which is qpsatx.com. Well, that's awesome. And we'll, we'll, we'll uh, bring that up again later. So you know what I want to talk to you about, Aisha, is I want to talk to you about gynecomastia today. Because a lot of men come to see me for hormonal issues. And I see a lot of guys, let's say between the age of 20 and 30, when I'm doing their physical exam, like it, it, it's really obvious to me that they have gynecomastia, and a lot of them don't even know it. And they don't know the difference between fat breasts and gynecomastia and what can be done about it and whether insurance covers it. And um, I, I just thought it was a real niche field, and I thought that it would be awesome if you and I could talk about uh, that as part of an overall idea of what guys get nowadays in terms of cosmetic procedures? Sure, sure. How do you define gynecomastia? For me, gynecomastia is excess breast tissue that's developed on a man. And so that is, as you pointed out, different from just excess fat in that area that could be from global obesity or increase in weight. Um, Surprisingly that these guys don't know, because a guy really does know what's a breast and what's fat. Yes, and and for... for, for true gynecomastia, often you will have someone who is not overweight or definitely if they're overweight, they're by no means obese and the tissue is firm, firm exactly, and it Supple. is shaped like a breast. And sometimes there's like a like a nipple that's a little nipplier. Right. There can be a little <laughs> there can be a little nodule, a little nodule that is palpable underneath the nipple, um, that can be evident on exam. Is yeah. That a, is that a medical term? Nipplier? <laughs> Nipplier. Nipplier. Continue. But I mean, because those men, when I notice them, they have a bigger areola, Mm -hmm. uh, a a longer nipple, Mm -hmm. and bigger breast tissue. And sometimes you look at them and you go, if I didn't know what your face looked like, I think that you, this is a girl's breast. I could see why you would say that. Yes. (laughs) 
And so, uh, you know, for us, it certainly can cause self-esteem issues. Oh, absolutely. And I know, uh, you know, when I was in school, we never talked about it, but but I find an underlying hormonal issue in a substantial portion of them. Absolutely. Elevated estrogen levels, low testosterone levels, a lot of times they're associated with high prolactin levels and including low sex drive and ED, like all this kind of comes together. Sure, absolutely. And it makes sense. So, you know, one of the interesting things about gynecomastia is that men or males can see it at various points in their lives. So there can be gynecomastia in infants shortly after birth because of related to hormone levels with mom. Another common time that you'll see it, I do see a lot of adolescent boys in my office whose moms will bring them to be evaluated for gynecomastia because like you said they're changing in gym class other people notice it they're being teased about it and then again you can get that peak again with hormonal changes later in life so hormonal changes is a big cause for that in addition to as you well know medications and some other things that's good to note because that's where we come across a lot of it common medications that we see develop uh, gynecomastia are going to be casodex for people who are taking it for advanced prostate cancer and finasteride i see it in finasteride patients so those of you that are using propecia to get hair growth finasteride for prostate stuff if you've been listening to this show you know how much i really dislike finasteride as a medication for a number of issues Uh, so including 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 (laughs) including growing hair you might grow something else too Mm -hmm. so who who should see a plastic surgeon when should they see him and what could they expect in terms of treatment sure so i think anyone who's concerned about it um, should see a plastic surgeon um, to be evaluated. I would say most likely when people present with something like that, it is going to be gynecomastia if they're concerned about having excess breast tissue. Some people will present because they feel the the nodule that we spoke about, and uh-huh. and that is something that should be looked into too because breast cancer can occur in men. It's rare, but that is something that could be concerning, particularly if you have a palpable mass or that nodule, but it usually feels quite different from a breast cancer. In terms of treatment options, those are usually tailored to the patient. So if you have excess tissue, but you don't have a lot of excess skin or as you mentioned, you don't have a significantly enlarged uh, areola, then liposuction is probably going to be fine for that. The tissue will be debulked because breast tissue, uh, even in women, breast tissue is very similar in consistency to fat. And so that's why it can be removed with liposuction. If for some reason the tissue is, is extremely firm or if there's extra skin or large areola, then we may actually have to do an excisional procedure where you're cutting out skin in addition to the tissue. And of course, the downside of that is that there will be more scars, but sometimes that's necessary to get a good result. Is there an age at which you wouldn't do kind of a more invasive type thing and kind of see if age-related things kind of sort itself out? Right. I mean, for sure for the adolescents. There are very few adolescents who I operate on. The parents are often very anxious, but, you know, that will usually resolve. I think the other thing that's important to your point about having hormone levels and other things evaluated, when people see a plastic surgeon or anyone for gynecomastia, there should be a thorough medical workup done in advance. I mean, there are lots of things that could lead to hormonal changes, whether it's stages in life, medication, testicular tumors, marijuana is something that can cause gynecomastia. So going through sort of a thorough um, medical evaluation. (laughs) Um, I was thinking about Austin's People smoking oh, boy. Pot. oh boy! Oh <laughs> boy! So yeah, so you wanna you wanna be able to look and see if you can identify the cause mm-hmm. for the gynecomastia because maybe getting rid of whatever's causing it would 
cause everything to resolve without requiring any surgery. So uh, on this show, we try to be really upfront about costs and what is covered. Uh, is gynecomastia generally considered a cosmetic thing, or is it covered by insurance in some cases? So it is. I, I think historically it was not. So I think there was absolutely a time where gynecomastia could be covered under insurance. Um, that's not something that we've seen in our practice. Um, I recently actually had a patient who is required to be on several medications for medical conditions that he has that's resulting in the gynecomastia and that's a perfect example of a medical cause that can't be reversed because of the need for treatment for the other issues um, but insurance would not cover it and as a general rule what would you say the cost of liposuction for gynecomastia might run someone so I would say probably somewhere between maybe three to $5,000. Okay, well, that seems a lot more reasonable than I thought it was going to cost. What about uh, if they needed something like a, like a reconstruction with a breast uh, reduction? If it's non-cancer related, so usually when we use the term reconstruction, we're mostly talking about cancer. Okay. So if it's just a reconstruction related to the gynecomastia, something cosmetic, it's probably going to be on the higher end of that scale versus something that's purely liposuction would be on the lower end. If someone did require a true reconstruction related to a breast cancer, then of course that absolutely would be covered under insurance. Uh huh. And if they're just going to get it reduced because of gynecomastia, right? Then it's going to be out of pocket. What do you think it's going to cost? Like eight to ten thousand dollars, or no, or fifteen to twenty thousand? No, I would say it'd be probably somewhere between, you know, five to eight. Okay. And I think it's important for just people to know, you know, whether they're listening on the radio live today or whether they're, you know, listening to the podcast, kind of when you have a medical condition, sometimes you think it's so insurmountable to get it fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. Like $100,000. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you hear it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people just feel like uh, the cost is going to be so oppressive that they can't even uh, mm-hmm. fathom it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, to get uh, this uh, kind of condition that really affects your self-esteem um, and really to get evaluated properly diagnostically is something that I think people could afford. Right. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Dr. White. Why don't you tell people how to get a hold of your practice? Um, you can reach us at qpsatx.com online or give us a call at 512-777-2969. All right. Well, Donna, I'm not going to make you give our call out information. Well, I can't, but I like that we use the word nipplier <laughs> and that if you smoke pot, you might grow boobs. We'll be right back. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour. 